Hey guys and happy new year. Welcome back to the Hooked on Life podcast. Um, I have really exciting things um, planned for my year and I'm so excited to just see how everything plans out and one of my things is just to make this podcast a bit more regular. I do kind of struggle to keep uh, myself disciplined to release things, you know, say weekly or bi-weekly, um, but that's something that I need to tackle down and do because I do it's not that I lack ideas for this podcast it's more that I lack the discipline and the consistency and consistency is literally what makes or breaks something you know like you need consistency for everything in your life to make it a thing that you do um but yeah that's not what this podcast is about I just wanted to talk about that in the intro of here today's podcast is actually going to be about how to lift your mood when you're in a bit of a slump so I think it's really important I know that myself I struggle to accept times that I'm feeling a little bit sad or flat and it comes from a space of being worried that it will be like this forever I get in this kind of perception where I think that things won't get better and that I'm going to be stuck as this flat sad anxious whatever you're experiencing being right but the truth is everything in life it ebbs and flows so there's always going to be downhills and uphills and it just goes like that consistently for the rest of your life and it's all about learning how to ride the wave and how to save yourself when you're drowning um that's the analogy that I like to use like no one's coming to save you so you better fucking find like a donut or something you know like how do you float how do you swim what things can you do to help yourself when you're getting caught in the rip yeah so the first thing that I want to talk about is allowing acknowledging acknowledging sorry and validating your emotions um so just when you're feeling sad or you're feeling anxious to really just allow yourself to feel those emotions because if you resist things that's when they become bigger so if you resist the fact that this particular situation that's happening is making you anxious you're only going to get more anxious because you're not really letting it kind of um bubble up in you and just be processed you're like resisting the whole thing you're putting your brakes on immediately but that's not actually addressing or kind of processing the actual emotions that are coming up for you so if you're feeling really sad and you're feeling really down pretending that you're not down isn't gonna make your sadness go away because obviously there's been some kind of trigger some kind of situation some kind of or like completely nothing like sometimes I get down and I have no idea why like absolutely no idea you know and that's the weird way that our mental health kind of operates and that it can just be a result of um poor sleep or you know just all kinds of things so I think it's really important to just allow yourself to feel sad just acknowledge that you are sad and allow yourself to feel sad so whatever that looks like for you for me I literally say out loud sometimes I feel really sad and if I know why I'll say I feel really sad because insert the thing that is making you upset and then what you need to do is just sit with it which sounds really painful 
but it's not because um, I'm trying to think now. I think if you sit with an emotion, like a high, um, high intense emotion, it can actually only last in your body as energy for like 90 seconds before it actually just dissipates. Um, and because emotions are just energy in motion. So we're going to acknowledge that we are sad. I'm feeling sad. I'm allowing myself to feel sad. I'm not judging myself for feeling sad. And then you're going to validate the shit out of your emotions. So I think there is a tendency to say, my life is too good or I should be grateful or other people will have it worse. So why am I upset about this, you know, or why am I feeling anxious I'm so sick and tired of feeling anxious and you kind of judge yourself for these emotional states that you're getting into when really all that emotions are seeking all that emotional states are seeking or wanting is validation and reassurance from someone right and I think that you mm, I mean, some people, probably majority, I don't know what the stats are, but like, you know, some people will have amazing people in their life that will be able to validate their emotions and support them through dark times and dark moods and all of that. And I think it's really beautiful if you do have a friend or a partner or a family member that is there for you whenever you need that validation. But the truth is they're not going to be with you 24-7. So it's really important to learn how to validate yourself. So for me, that looks like I'm feeling anxious because, insert why, and that is completely valid. And I just say that to myself as many times as I need to hear it. And I go, of course you're feeling anxious. Of course this is upsetting you. Because I know, insert, reason why you know that this would be upsetting to you. You know, validate the shit out of yourself. Pour all the love that you would if someone else was down onto yourself when you're feeling these low states. Because that's all you need. You just need validation and you need reassurance. And once you learn how to give that to yourself, you will just be able to swim so much easier through life. Because... You don't, um, your emotional state doesn't depend on the, like, on who's around you as much. Like, I'm not saying you don't need people because we absolutely do. Um, but I'm just saying that the power of validation from yourself, because it's normally yourself that judges and criticizes yourself the most. So if you can turn that judgment and criticism to support and love and validation, then you're going to be able to turn around your mood's a lot faster than if you have an inner voice that's very critical. And I kind of dipped into it before, but the second thing I want to talk about is comparative suffering. So I listened to this really good podcast recently, um, Breen Brown with Esther Perel. Um, their podcast is called Unlocking Us, and they basically talked about comparative stuff, suffering. That was one of the topics that they covered in their podcast, and it really stood out to me. Because it basically talks about how when we are going through something, say we are depressed or we're anxious or we're upset over something that's small or whatever, we will often compare ourselves to other people in our lives or other people in the world. So we'll say, 
who am I to feel upset about, you know, I don't want to like come up with an example right now, but like, you know, who am I to feel upset about this, this thing happening in my life when there's people who can't even have enough food? You know, we say, how can I be upset when I know that my friend is going through this right now? And we kind of compare ourselves to other people in our lives or other people in the globe. Because you may come from, you know, whether you come from a first world country, you're going to compare yourself to a third world country. And you'll be like, well, you know, I should probably just get on with my life and stop crying over this stupid, minuscule thing. But the thing is, comparison is also the... thief of joy right so you will compare yourself in other ways this is completely off topic but it kind of comes back into it all right (laughs) you could like you'll compare yourself to other people and then you won't even feel grateful for what you have because they have it better so it works in the same way you know we always compare ourselves and we always want what other people have or we would believe that we aren't that bad off because there's people worse than us but I think comparing yourself and having this comparative suffering takes away the the truth of what you're going through because there is no real comparison in life we just all experience different things and everyone's coping or everyone's um conditioning or everyone's tolerance or everyone's um resilience is different you know and you shouldn't never invalidate whatever you're going through by saying someone else has it worse. Just because someone else has it worse doesn't mean that you don't deserve love and support in this moment, whatever you're going through. So yeah, really good podcast. Go listen to them. Breen Brown is like, was it Brene? I'm so sorry if it's Brene. <laughs> I was going to say she's like one of my favorites, but I can't even say her name right. So whatever, Brene or Brain, Brene, I want to say Brene now. All right, Brene Brown. Um, Anyway, moving on. So the third thing I want to talk about is if you're in a low state or in a bit of a slump, I want you to ask yourself, what makes you happy? So think about things like your favorite place, your favorite person, your favorite food, your favorite movie, your favorite song, your favorite hobby. And if you're in these low states, you know that these things that you'll write down are things that bring you great amount of joy. So if you go do these things, your mood is naturally going to lift. Okay, so when I'm really sad, I will often watch Disney+. Plus. Because Disney Plus movies or animation or like kids movies just bring me so much joy. And I don't know why, I just fucking love Disney. So I normally only watch it when I'm sad. Um, But yeah, it just works a fucking treat. So for me, my favorite movie will be Disney Plus. So if I'm sad, straight on the Disney Plus. Then I ask myself, where is your favorite place? And it's the beach. So I will literally take myself to the beach. I would drive an hour to go to the beach. I would drive two hours to go to the beach. Like I feel so happy next to the ocean. So that is where I take myself when I need to pick me up. Right. So where is your favorite place? What is your favorite thing to do? And then go do it. So the other week around Christmas, I got, I was in a bit of a slump, had about a week where I was just really anxious, really sad, and I felt really lonely, and I just felt 
not like myself wasn't you know what I would call my baseline I guess and so I thought what are my favorite things so I went to the beach I got fish and chips because that's my favorite thing to eat while at the beach I watched Disney plus movies um and I went camping because camping makes me incredibly happy and these are things that I probably don't do enough and I think um if I don't want to say if I did them more that I wouldn't have these slumps because like I said I think these slumps are so natural and they're just things that are going to happen and it's all about how you hold yourself in these moments not expecting these moments not to exist but how you carry yourself through the shit um yeah so try that write a list of the things that make you happy and go do them go do them when you're in a slump Um, and then we're going to talk about pushing yourself to do these things, even though you don't want to. So it's better to be unhappy in a place you love than a place that you don't, or like a place that's like neutral. So if your house feels neutral, I would rather go to the beach and feel sad than sit in my house. Like at least I'm getting outside, right? At least I can say I went to the beach today. Whereas if you stayed at home, you might get into the kind of um, judgmental mode where I'm like, this is what happens for me anyway. If I stay home, I'm like, well, you're useless. You didn't do anything all day. You're just a sad, <laughs> sad piece of crap that sat in her lounge, you know. Whereas at least I went to the beach. At least I went to the beach, got my toes wet, went for a swim, whatever. Um So yeah, I think even though you don't want to go outside, you don't want to socialize, to push yourself to do these things because you know that there is potential joy or at least just a different um, experience to be had than the current mindset you're in, you should do it. Um, Yeah. And then also like company with others. So I think... um, I definitely do it. When I get really sad, I isolate myself. I'm not really one to ask for help. I'm not one to call people if I'm sad and I need support. Something I need to work on, of course. (laughs) But, you know. um, My point is, although we might feel the temptation to isolate ourselves when we're feeling like crap, don't underestimate the power of support from another person. So on Christmas Day, I was feeling really sad and I happened to be messaging one of my friends at the time, Maria, and um, she, asked how, she asked me how I am and I was just honest and I was like, I'm really, really sad today. You know, I'm feeling all these things and she was like, do you want me to call you? And it was so strange because it was like, I observed myself not wanting to call her as if I believed that I didn't deserve the support or like oh no I don't need someone else to like help me right now and I kind of just sat with it for five minutes and I thought you're not gonna feel worse by calling a friend are you you know and it's like how do you want yourself to feel do you want yourself to feel bad or you want yourself to feel better so I called her and it made me feel so much better and I literally thanked her after I was like oh my god thank you so much for taking time out of your day to call me because I was upset. So never underestimate the support of others and how that can lift you up. 
So if you are feeling really sad and you want to isolate yourself and someone invites you somewhere, just fucking go. Just fucking go. Or at least tell them how you're feeling and then they can maybe just come to you instead. You know, there's, um, I'm sure most, most of your, some of your friends, you know, the good ones, you know the ones, they would be happy to support you if you asked for what you need. You just need to tell them what you need, right? So you can say, I'm feeling really down. I don't really feel like going outside and socializing. Could you just come here? You can just watch a movie, eat some junk food. Things feel better with other people around. We are social animals and we are not an island. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is reframing your thoughts. Um, This is such a powerful tool when it comes to mental health and um, challenging the kind of um, cascade of negative, like internal... um, processes or like I'm trying to my brain can't come out with this sentence right but that's all right we're going to keep going um it's this ability that you want to build it's like an awareness so you have these thoughts of I'm so sad because this person did this to me for example and you're going over this in your head and you can't stop thinking about it and then you just say stop you say stop You think about the thoughts that you're thinking because what we think we become. Our thoughts are powerful things, all right? So we need to stop sometimes and analyze the shit out of our thoughts. It's like one of my favorite things to do. I'm a very analytical person and for a long time I really hated this about myself and I felt like it was very unlovable um, or just like unbearable. And sometimes it is, but I think what it also gives me is the ability to, um, the ability to analyze exactly what is going on for me internally. So I'm quite good at this kind of thing now where I can stop and analyze my thoughts. So for example, I was having the thought last week, um, I was continuously going over an event that happened last year that left me feeling really, really sad really hurt and I just said stop and I asked myself this is what you can do you can ask yourself does this thought help me feel better or worse and if you're in this low state where you're probably experiencing a lot of emotions and thoughts that aren't so nice whatever that is for you whether you have um, you know depression and you're struggling with thoughts of um being you know what's my mind is fried um you know like if you're if you're anxious and you're feeling like this is unbearable or people people are judging you or yeah let's go with people are judging you because that's the easiest one if you say if you have thoughts like people are judging you when you're out and about and you just say stop does this thought help me feel better or worse And you're like, well, when I think that people are judging me, it makes me feel worse. It makes me feel more anxious. And then you say, do I want to continue to make myself feel worse? And you go, no, that's fucking stupid, right? (laughs) And And you go, oh, why am I allowing myself to think this thought over and over? 
so it becomes so embedded in me and so like ingrained that of course I'm feeling anxious you know of course I'm not feeling anything but good um and something kind of around that is the human habit to choose suffering or self-pity over you know joy um what I meant to say was choosing suffering or self-pity because it's easier than change so change is uncomfortable so to change your thoughts or to change your patterns or to change your beliefs about yourself it's painful and it's hard and it takes work right whereas choosing suffering and self-pity which is familiar but painful is easy so recognizing that we can actually change our thoughts and we can actually change our life experience purely based on the way that we talk to ourselves and the way that we allow our emotions and our thoughts to kind of um, come in. Um, So yeah, reframing your thoughts, basically being like, actually, stop. Is the way I'm thinking about the situation making me feel good about myself or bad about myself? And also you can ask yourself things like, would I talk to my best friend the way that I'm talking to myself right now? No, you probably wouldn't. So talking to yourself instead in a way that you would um, talk to your best friend, right? reframing those thoughts and seeing whatever is happening in your life or whatever is coming up for you in a way that's actually supportive so then that comes back to the allowing and validating of your emotions that we talked to at the start um yeah I guess I just want to end by saying it's not a bad life just a bad day and it's so important in dark times to just hold on to the faith and the hope that one day things will be better things will be better because things can only get better and another quote that I love is if you're in hell then keep going you don't want to stay there yeah so yeah I hope that you took something from this and then you try use those tools that we've gone through so just quickly allowing acknowledging and validating your emotions stepping away from comparative suffering doing the things that make you happy identifying what they are and doing them for yourself when you're in a low mood even if you don't want to at the time even if you don't feel like it because you've got to look after yourself and then finally reframing your thoughts stopping when you're in a, um, a negative spiral or a negative state of mind or an emotional state of mind and just choosing thoughts that actually support you um, yeah thanks for listening guys I hope that you have an amazing week day night morning, whatever time it is. Um, Lots of love. Bye.